For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to our Friday show. Uh, we've been talking with Kristen all this week, and Kristen, just again, thanks so much for taking the time out. I know you've got a lot on your plate, so we appreciate you uh, talking with us and just all the, the counsel and advice you've given us this week. Well, thank you for having me. Um, something we like to uh, do is talk about books on our Friday show. Um, and so we're going to get into some of the books you're reading and all that. But first, I wanted you just to have a brief opportunity to talk about your forthcoming book, um, is The Gospel-Centered Life in Exodus. Um, and if I'm correct, it's a small group study. Uh, so why don't you just tell us just a little bit about it um, and uh, you know, how long is it? Is it a 12-week study? Just all that, those kind of details. Yeah, so um, the Gospel-Centered Life um, for Students in Exodus is coming out July 23rd. Um, it is um, primarily been written as a small group resource. It's 12 lessons, standalone lessons. Um, each can be done in an hour's time. So, I mean, a student could certainly use it as their just own personal quiet time, but I do think that um, discussion will be awesome. Um, and there's leaders' notes in the back. Um, and each one is broken up where you're reading scripture, you're reading kind of an application of that, and you have discussion questions and an exercise. So it's real interactive, um, which I think is a great way to learn. Um, I wrote Exodus specifically. Well, first of all, I'm super excited that New Growth Press is putting out a whole um, line of gospel-centered books of the Bible, and it'll be they'll be done by all different authors. Um, but Exodus was one that I had done with my girls Bible study. Um, and I really thought it was so eye opening to them because most of those girls did not know that Jesus showed up in the old Testament. Mm -hmm. And so they don't understand the one story of the Bible, you know, from Genesis to revelation, it's all about Christ. And so I loved getting to, um, do Exodus and really show where Jesus is and just that pointer. And and I don't think that there's another book in the Bible that is more clearly gives us just God's pattern for redemption. So there's so much in there that it excites me. Um, I hope that youth leaders will get excited about it and maybe do small groups um, in it. Um, and parents too. I mean, I think because a lot of adults don't have a grid for Jesus in the Old Testament, that even though this is written to students, like my other books, I think it can be just as applicable for an adult study. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's so encouraging just to see so many resources uh, coming out lately. I mean, definitely just emphasizing this, like you said, this one story picture and this this picture of the gospel. I mean, just the title, the gospel-centered life in Exodus, um, that alone, showing students that um, yeah, Jesus, you know, is pointed to, talked about, discussed in Exodus. We need to, you know, clearly see that, that he didn't just show up in the Gospels. Um, so, and, and I can just say, too, I've gotten to see an early look at this, and I think it's excellent, and think people definitely need to go pick it up and use it in their youth group. So I'll be looking for that uh, July, did you say 23rd? 
23rd. Yep. Okay, 23rd. All right. Oh, and it will, I think it's going to be out early at general assembly. So okay. anyone at PCA that will be there, they may see it early on the new growth press table. There you go. All right. Be sure and pick that up. Um, so yeah, continuing this discussion on books, uh, just asking you outside of the Bible, um, what, what books have been most influential in your life? Um, and then just, uh, what are some books that you're currently reading? Uh, so what are some of those that have been most influential in your life? Um, gosh, I love age opportunity for parenting teens. That's my hands down favorite resource for parents of teens. Um, by Paul Tripp, also instruments in the redeemer's hands. I mean, really everything about the whole trip. I love. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's, he's put out a a few good ones. Um, uh, and the same could be said for Tim Keller, but the prodigal God for me was really influential. And we use that a lot. We talk a lot in our house about older brother, younger brother. Mm. And I think just having that terminology of understanding our tendency for sin, you know, are we more of the older brother, the younger brother? And, um, it really helps us understand who we are. And, um, so that's, I think foundational for a believer to kind of grasp that understanding of sin. But, um, and then I, I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. just to jump in on that and not to put you on the spot, but when you say that you talk about the older brother, younger brother, have all of your children read that book? Is that something y'all read as a family or have y'all just kind of made reference to it? Just just curious there. Yeah, um, they have not read it personally themselves, but my husband and I have talked enough about it. And I mean, we've read the story in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They haven't read yeah. Tim Keller's actual book. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've unpacked it in a similar way of, as Tim Keller did in his book and video series. So they're very familiar and they, they are able, like we can evaluate, you know, their tendencies, but they can also look at other people and kind of know like, Oh, you know, yeah, they were acting, they were older brotherish. And yeah, you're right. So I mean, they, such a helpful grid just to, to walk through life and think about, I mean, relationally, how, how much that's going to apply in so many different scenarios. Um, so yeah, that's, that's an excellent one. Sorry, I jumped in on you. You were starting to share another one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. I mentioned um, maybe yesterday about Extravagant Grace by Barbara Duguid. I think that is excellent um, in terms of sanctification. Mm. Um, and then another book called Seated with Christ by Heather Hallman. Mm. And for me, I mean, that one's geared really towards women, um, but it kind of deals with those things that we look to, kind of the idols that we turn to looking for our identity. Um, I mean, gosh, I, I love to read, so I could go on and on, but um <laughs> Currently, I'm reading a book called Suffering in the Heart of God, How Trauma Destroys and Christ Restores. And that's by Diane Langberg. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it was put out by my publisher, New Growth Press. Um, but the more I've been in ministry, so to speak, um, just as a pastor's wife and a mom and an author, I mean, just the effects of sin and brokenness on all of us. And so she says, Trauma is perhaps the greatest mission field of the 21st century. And wow. I agree. And so I just, it's, it's really kind of a counseling book. I mean, it's great for youth leaders um, or lay people alike. Mm-hmm. Um, just how we can enter in with others in their sin and brokenness. Yeah. And I want to say, um, as you're saying that, maybe Walt Mueller, again, uh, it, it's funny how often his name comes up on this podcast, uh, but we're just, we appreciate what he does at CPYU and um, all that. But I want to say he had Diane Langberg on one of his uh, podcasts talking about uh, that issue. So yeah, that's a book that's, that's come up a few times. So yeah, that sounds like a good one. 
Yeah, I'll have to go back and listen to his podcast with her. Yeah, yeah. But I have like at least five books, I feel like, on my nightstands. And they're all, I mean, I think it's important that we read broadly. So sometimes I read books that are popular in our Christian culture that I don't theologically match up with, but I think it's it's good to see what's out there and what a lot of people are buying into because we can't really speak into it if we haven't read or have, you know, that kind of knowledge. And it, and it makes it easier for me to enter into those conversations and be like, well, I read that book. You know, mm-hmm. if I haven't read it, then it's a lot harder to be like, just offer my own opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, it's a great idea to have multiple books going at the same time, reading those books that, you know, stretch you a little bit, um, at times. And those that challenge you, like you said, um, the books that you don't necessarily agree with, because it does, I think, help, the reader formulate, okay, what they do believe, uh, in a more solidified way, um, for sure to think about how other people, uh, think about various, uh, topics. Um, so there's, there's just some good ones. Do you, do you have any others that you want to, uh, mention? I think it's always, I hear from other youth workers and they say, you know, they just appreciate, uh, hearing different titles, things that they've never heard of. Um, so any others on your nightstand you want to mention about? Also, my night scene right now, one is called um, Reclaiming Conversation, The Power of Talk in a Digital Age. That's by Sherry Turkle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one on my night scene is The Price of Privilege, How Parental Pressure and um, Material Advantage are Creating a Generation of Disconnected and Unhappy Kids by Madeline Levine. I don't know that either one of these authors are believers, but they just are kind of experts in this, you know, cultural thing that we're seeing across the board. Um, So I'm kind of just a little bit into both of them, but I think it's, they're both beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reclaiming conversation, I want to say Julie Lowe mentioned that on the podcast as we were talking about teens and technology and and if I'm not mistaken, uh, that, that book is part of a, a trilogy of books. Uh, I think another one is called Alone Together. Um, and then there's a third one I can't remember. Um, yeah, you're right. I've heard of those. Yeah. Those so. are, yeah, those are some good books for sure. And we'll definitely um, get the links up on our website for all of these uh, books, as well as, uh, like I said, the, the forthcoming, The Gospel-Centered Life in Exodus. Um, that'd be some material. I know for sure youth workers would want to use, you know, a large group, small group uh, setting, or like you said, even parents picking it up and using it in, in the home. So uh, we'll be sure to get that that link up. But uh, Kristen, just once again, thank you so much for taking time out and uh, talking with us. I know uh, youth workers and uh, parents that have listened will be blessed by it. So thanks. Thank you. Talk to you later. All right. Have a good day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in this week to The Local Youth Worker. As always, we hope you've been encouraged and equipped in your call as youth workers. If you take time to rate this podcast on iTunes, that would greatly help us. As always, we want to thank Joe Deegan for providing the music and encourage you to go out and purchase his newest CD, Cover and Title Page, which you can find at iTunes. See you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Oh, come and buy without money. Without pay, for the king has opened his banquet hall to the beggar, the outcast, and the slave. For the king has opened his banquet hall to the beggar, the outcast, and the slave.